Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second cross. The cross, the second cross. Boy, I'm getting off to a great start on this. <laughs> and uh, it's time now for the second course of the food show. It's a charming idea, isn't it, to have something waiting for you at the end of a, a line of great warming food and Maybe not, or maybe better. Maybe what? Uh, anyway, what we do is to talk about that, and we will approach it any way you like. If there's something, uh, some kind of fish that you like in particular, you don't or know anything. where to find it. Two six zero. Call us up if there's a, a special wine that. I want you to go back enjoy. to foraging. Let's go back to what? Foraging. Foraging. This is uh, foraging. Going, walking This is like and, a fantasy of mine that I yeah. could subsist off the land. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I can taste it now already. It's a hilarious fantasy just thinking about it. Me subsisting off the land. Yes, I would be dead in however long it took to go through all my fat. (laughs) Today is Wild Foods Day. We're talking about uh, foraging. And um, Doug was talking about how he has foraged before in Alaska, which is a good place to do it. But you can do it here, too. You can really do it anyway. Doug, what's the matter with you? You're not a very good forager because you supposedly you can forage any place. You could forage off the neutral grounds. You could forage from crevices and cracks in a wall. <laughs> he, he he's, sure probably, you, huh? he's probably back to not listening to the show. Well, how about in the meantime, you asked me a question last uh, hour. Okay, what was that? And uh, it, it was this little... Uh, little herb that grows in the middle of neutral ground. Oh, yeah, the, the stuff that yakamane is made from. I don't think so, because oh, no? my, my mother used to go in the middle of the neutral ground. Your mother we, used to forage? Yeah, we well, we lived on Ursuline and Marais. It was a, a, two blocks away from where we lived. And in the middle of the neutral ground, there were indeed those those little herbs. What is it? And uh, they, well, the part of it that makes it distinctive is it has these little BBs that look like they're the tiniest um, imaginable uh, vegetables in the world, uh, being things like um, uh, broccoli, you know, things like that. And you'd pick them and you'd put them in your gumbo and just about anything else you you wanted to. Well, that's what yakamane is. Isn't, isn't no, yakamane is a straight-ahead Chinese dish that has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of uh, science in it. It's gotten a lot of hipness to it. A lot it of hipness it's, to it. Uh, it's, it's what you're supposed to drink the, the day after you've had a really bad drinker, kind of with your dinner. Isn't isn't yakamane like a gumbo zerb? Isn't that the same no, thing? No, totally different. Thing. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. what's gumbo zerb? Is that what you're talking Gum, about? Gumbo zerb is made with uh, all kinds of herbs. Okay. Uh, and it's made as a pretty it's, much as it's a, a meatless, soup more it's than a, mis- a meatless thing. Okay. That's, well, so remember you, when you, we were driving in California? You have to drop that when when you you first talked to Leah Chase, who you got to. Well, accept. you can't talk to her anymore. I know you can't talk to her anymore. 
but she made she made the most famous gumbo zarb in the city. And if you wanted to get that, you, if you went over there on uh, Holy Thursday, which was when he, she would put this on, she had briskets in there, sausage, you know, all kinds of meat oh, really? things. Wait, it was, I thought gumbo zarb, the translation of that was gumbo with herbs. Yeah, that's, that is what it means. <laughs> but Leah Chase said, you know, that's, that's for these. That, that's for, well, what she said was it's, uh, it's served on Holy Thursday, and Holy Thursday is something where you you don't have to to fast anymore. I mean, that, that's what she told <sighs> okay. me. Okay. All right. Well, um, remember when we were in California and we found that wi- oh, Gregory's on the wild phone. fennel. Wild fennel. I have wild run into that. Wild fennel, wild garlic in California. Hello, Gregory. Yeah. Hey. Good afternoon, kids. How are you? Kids. Uh, here <laughs> we are. You know how it goes. <laughs> I'm so flattered, Gregory. Um, Thank you. What? Well, um, what? I used to forage for that. Fiddlehead fern. Uh, where was be, I? I think I was in, I was careful Nevada. with that. Yeah, near that the is... Sierra Nevadas. Those things are pretty damn good. And uh, we used to forage for mushrooms too, but we always had a guide. Um, uh-huh. To you know, to not have. What is? Stuff. They are not Sorry? especially good for you. What? Those fiddleheads. No, yeah, but they would make this kind of like broth out of the ferns, and it would be all a bunch of mushrooms. Well, I'm just telling you what they did, man. I thought it was delicious. Yeah. And well, we, we how, accept it, and thank you. Yeah, well, um, you just had Chef Guy on, right? Um, yep. When I was in the Navy, I lived at NAS Miramar, which was about just down, just south of uh, La Jolla. And the top of the cove at that time was the best restaurant in the whole San Diego County. And that's a huge county. I don't know if you have a map in front yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the top of the cove was the place to be. And I bet he served me. I just didn't know who didn't know then who he was and uh he talked about that escoffier dinner and i was still in still at miramar at that time as oh a, did you go as a young lieutenant yeah no 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 i couldn't i had i had duty that night but it was a big deal it was it was all in the local media you know uh-huh. about if he was going to recreate escoffier's famous 1899 dinner you know for the millennia uh-huh. and um what escoffier is really known for is his um yeah, I think he did rob a lot from stuff. Like, um, of course, Doug Doug has all the facts. But um, he wrote a book about the mother sauces, and he really got yeah. famous for that, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just him. So, that was that was widespread in the, the whole uh, true. cooking. Well, he probably started it. Yeah, somehow his name got attached to it, Tom. I'm not I'm not clear about it, but um, I know old line chefs used to refer to him always as, oh, it has to be done as PA, you know. But, mm-hmm. well, I'll... I doubt we'll find anybody like that again. Um, but obviously, he was a he was a pretty good guy and lived a, a fairly long time. I think and I think he lived up into the twenties or thirties. I, I can't I can't recall. But uh-huh. anyway, it was it was so nice to have that chef Guy on because being from New Orleans, I, I would try to seek out restaurants. Now San Diego had some great eating places, but they were all I don't know, not used to it. You know, like. Not to my style, you know, not to my taste. Right, exactly. Um, it's definitely a totally different way of eating. Yeah, but what the top of the cove did have was unusual fish, like he was mentioning. And they, and bring me something like that. Oh, and they also had, um, oh, what was, oh, golly, what was the, uh, they used to have the, um, those huge shellfish, uh, Tom, uh, blah, 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 blah. they have the alabaster, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Bell- uh, shellfish? 
Yeah, it was a I'm, huge shellfish they have out there, um, and they have to pound it out, and they saute it, and it's just delicious, and it's very expensive, but it was something that I really liked, and I got that at the top of the cove. I can't. Man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Very expensive shellfish on the West Coast, and uh, it's... um. It's we have another suggestion on this. Abalone? Abalone, <laughs> I'm not it, sure. That's it, abalone. That is it, okay. It is abalone. Oh, my goodness. Terrific at the top of the cove. And seeing as he was there in 1999, and he said he was there for eight years, I'm sure I ate a lot of his food, and it was terrific. That's, that's, that's for sure. And the view from the top of the cove is um, you're right on the cliffs of La Jolla. I don't know if you guys have ever been to La Jolla. Let me tell you something, Gregory. My uncle went into the service in Navy, I hope. the war. Oh, Navy, the yes, correct. And yeah. he was uh, he came back and married a girl from San Diego, and they built Terrific. a house themselves on the top of the cliffs in La Jolla in the forties for ten thousand dollars. You can't touch it for ten million now. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and it was sold for millions, and of course yeah. torn down because it was just this, it was this cute little wooden house, you know, in California style. But man, they right. must have knocked that down by blowing it over and then built a gigantic mansion. Sometimes they yeah. do that, but it's just yeah. it was it was it, it was just so nice when I was a young officer in the Navy being just. Just it was like driving from uh, Metairie to the CBD, from Miramar to uh, La Jolla. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I, being from New Orleans, I, I, um, you know, had a different view of food. But um, the top of the cove was tops. And the funniest thing is, there was a few little restaurants across. That's incredible. The top of the cove. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. a few little restaurants from across the street from the top of the cove. One was called The Spot, which was like a burger joint. You would kind of consider it like a um, like uh, Lakeview Harbor, right? You know, that kind of joint. Mm-hmm. And that was darn good, actually. And then there was another one. There was a Cajun. This guy tried to make a – he called it the Green Street Cafe. And he was actually from Louisiana. And you could get some pretty good food, and he would have it, you know, flown in. But um, still, you know. You know, it was all was about the view. On. Yeah, it's all about the view for sure, yeah. and the yeah. and the roaring surf. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, listen, I'm so yeah. glad you had Guy on and uh, forage more often. You never know what you're going to find growing on a hunk of wood. Yeah. Do you, wait, are, be do careful. You, do you still do it here, be, Gregory? Any place? I have on the North Shore, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, for um, what? You can get great mushrooms up on the North Shore. I mean, do you know what you're looking for? I mean, I guess so. You're still alive. No, no, I never do it on my own. I go with a guide, a uh, uh-huh. guy who knows what he's yeah. doing. So. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. It's All actually right. a lot of fun. You can find oyster mushrooms, chanterelles, uh, these what they call pink tops. Which are very, very delicious. Anyway, all over the place. Okay, Tom, all right. some, well, that's Tom all I got. Some Thank you for having me on the um, show today. Wait, wait, too many right. people talking at one time. Okay. <laughs> I know, I right. talk too much anyway. So long, bye. I think you're uh, getting booted off, Gregory. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. What? What? Uh, your, your comment. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, didn't you pick some what you called bolete one time? Bolete mushrooms. Yeah, I did uh, yeah. on a number of occasions. Yeah, but it was a mushroom. That I got from good sources. <laughs> I let Tom eat it first, and after yeah. he was alive for another hour or two, I ate it. 
and, and I was told that that was a, a group of oysters that Not oysters, mushrooms. I'm, uh, uh-huh. Mushrooms, yeah. Uh-huh. See, I can't even keep that straight. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think I'd let you forage now. Though there's not a single species in that group of, of mushrooms, so you're cool on eating them. So I did. Wait, and, you're not a single, wait, like die. one that's dangerous, you mean? Not a single yeah, in yeah. that in that family? Okay. Not uh-huh. one. And uh, I okay. still thought that was a little iffy, but uh, I did try them once, and there was one time. I can't time believe that doesn't seem like something where I had do, Where I had three different, sh- oh, somebody just mentioned them. Um, chanterelles? Uh, chanterelles. You know how you can tell chanterelles if they have a, an aroma that reminds you of satsumas? I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's oftentimes one of them, and it really comes across. Hmm. So I tried that, and I, and I thought, well, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, it's so obvious. So I ate another one with something. I forget what, but again, I didn't die. And again, I don't tell you to ever try mu- wild mushrooms unless you really know from experts, not you. Please. Anybody ever foraged for anything unusual? Call us, 260-6368. I know that we... Um, we, we got that wild fennel, and we use that. I've used that. And I think we picked some garlic sometime uh, in California and used that. Um, that's about as that's about as. I, I must have at some point mentioned that I was driving along in Napa Valley, and uh, there were these big bushes that I could tell from a distance where uh, the uh, – uh, it, it, it reminds a lot of people – of uh, of of the uh, the stuff that you you can season things with that have a, a almost licorice kind of quality. Anise. Anise, right? So okay. this was wild anise just growing on the front roadside. Yeah. And I saw enough room that I could just move my car in there, and I walked over to it, and sure enough, it was you know like about I'm going to say four feet tall of wild um, anise. And I brought it back to the car, and I drove away. And it was only about two minutes before I realized I was completely covered with <laughs> those. They're, they're not mushrooms. Critters. They were critters. Yeah, they were. Uh, uh, there's a name for them, but it's not coming to me. Yeah. But the. Oh, uh, well. But they were all over that the place inside there. inside the car, outside the car, and uh-huh. me screaming at first. <laughs> Yes, of course. I don't recommend that either. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Poor Tom. Everything happens to Tom. Yeah. We'll be back. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. It's the food show. Guess guess what? It's the food show. It's nice to be here with you talking about the food scene around New Orleans. No matter how you take it and how you like it, share it with us, would you? Because you have, without doubt, at some time in your life, you've found great things to eat, great things to cook, and uh, just enjoyment uh, every which way around New Orleans. You you know where that is somewhere. Tell everybody else about it. They'll love you for it, and you will probably get more than a couple of things out of it yourself. So uh, share it, would you? Our, Tom. our number is 260-6368, 260-6368. Doug just said something that doesn't surprise me at all based on your track record, but he said that today was National Chocolate Day, which is not in your almanac. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm devastated by that. 
chocolate might be my favorite thing in the entire world. Hmm. Nobody eats more chocolate than I do. It might be and just a totally separate you thing. You know why? why? Because you don't like chocolate. <laughs> and and I remember, folks, you're not going to believe this, but when Tom and I first got married, he was working on the Eat Book, which is an exceptionally good book. But he it was in the computer, and... Uh, he asked me, or maybe I asked him, because you probably didn't even want me to do it, but uh, I started to read it from the computer. Then I deleted a whole section of it, and, and you didn't kill me, which I, I'm grateful for. But anyway, um, the thing that jumped out at me more than anything else, it, the, the basis of the eat book was that he went through the alphabet and had an entry for every letter of the alphabet. And... When and it was it was essentially and you really should do this again, Tom. It was a, an item, and then a lot about the item, and then the best places in town to get said item. And I I looked up chocolate because chocolate's my favorite thing, and there was no entry for chocolate in this entire book. And I went, wait, wait, wait. This is a book called the Eat Book. And there's no entry for chocolate. And it was just, for Tom, it was just like, that's perfectly normal. Like, why would I have something about chocolate in there? And at that exact moment, our our wedding fell apart. <laughs> and so I said, I said, <clears throat> no, it was too late by that time. But Uh-oh. I said, uh, Tom, you have to have chocolate in here. And he said, why? And I said, because there are... So many people, in fact, a large percentage of humans for whom dessert is not dessert unless it's chocolate. And he said, well, you know, there are basically three kinds of That's dessert right. people. Tom's uh, Tom's uh, rule of dessert. Tom has a of lot desserts, of rules. Yeah. I don't pay attention to any of them, but he has a lot of rules. One is you're a fruit person. The second is you're a custard person, and those really aren't in the right order because Tom's a custard person, so that would be first. So a custard person, a fruit person, and if we have to give it to you, there's a chocolate person. But there was no entry for chocolate in this eat book. So it does not surprise me at all, Doug, that the chocolate was left off of the almanac. Did you uh, did you look it up in the in the uh in the in computer what? right over In the there. almanac? No, yeah. it's not in there. It's not in there? No, it's not in there at all. I, I keep thinking that it's somewhere in there. You just don't know where. No, Neither do I. it's not in there. I'm, I'm absolutely okay. shocked. Well, when we take a break, I'm going to look. And and either way, I apologize to you. I apologize to you I'm, for I'm that devastated. huge. For that huge loss. Yes. Or, uh, missing chocolate pieces. today, National Chocolate Day. My goodness. Yeah, I mean that would uh, in, endorse your life a little bit more. And I was telling Mary fun. Lee. I was. <laughs> I was telling Mary Lee My daughter, when she came home. Her daughter too. From Trader Joe's, with five pound bars of Trader Joe's seventy-two percent chocolate, the red wrapper. Um. Uh, Belgian chocolate. It's a really great product for $5. I just can't believe it. But anyway, she came home with five pounds of chocolate. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm sure I there's don't something know if, you could do I with it. I don't know if anyone 
has as big a chocolate stash as we do in this house. It's it's disturbing, actually. Hi, Mike. Hey. Mike? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Hi. Okay. Uh, we made it to Patsy Saturday night. I was about to say I was I was thinking about that. I was when you said that you were on the when they said you were on the phone, I said, I hope he's calling to talk about Patsy's. Yeah, they could have filmed an episode of the Sopranos in that place. <laughs> True. True. Did you but, like uh, it? I really I really enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. I was I had told you previously that I was going mostly for the ambiance, but I thought the food was quite good. I enjoy that kind of Italian food. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be uh anything contemporary. It was it was good. We had a good bottle of wine. We had a Tignanella wine, and uh, I had a Negroni to start with. A Negroni. An, yeah, I told the uh, I told the server early on. I said, "Look, it's my wife and I's anniversary. You know, we don't want to be finished Happy in an hour walking up." Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So it was it was fun. I go back. I think I was probably more impressed with it than she was. But. Uh, you know, well, it'll be it's, up to her whether it's a you know blast from the past kind of place. You know, right, right. But but we we had we had nothing but good meals while we were up there. I, I'm, yeah, I was going to uh, say, where else the, did you go? The run of luck that we had was just almost unbelievable. How good everything from hamburgers all the way up to the upper end. We uh, went to one of Danny Meyer's places in the Meatpacking District called Marta, and Marta? that was. M-A-R-T-A, mm-hmm. and obviously that's a uh, tip-free restaurant, gratuity-free restaurant. All these places apparently are, that, are like that now. Uh-huh. And uh, we we had gone uh, knowing that they had a prefix menu of three courses for, I think, $49. And I think it was almost 300 when we walked out the door. But that was because I chose to order a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I had this incredible piece of pork belly. I had never seen anything like this in my life. Um, ordinarily, when you get pork belly, it's usually a pretty relatively small piece because it's a very rich food. This was an enormous piece of, of pork belly that had been braised. Mm. And then after after getting it really, really tender by braising it, they flash fried the, the top, and it was like having cracklings on the top. Oh, of my the gosh. Belly. It was oh. nothing short of a crud. I only got through about half of it. That's how rich it was. You know? <laughs> that that all was, sounds uh, really good, and it's funny that the same thing should have happened to me in the in the most recent past. And uh, I think you might get a kick out of this. It was an appetizer uh, that was basically uh, oysters on brochette, but instead of actually using oysters, they didn't have any oysters, so they uh, were substituted it with uh, the pork belly. And then they came back and they made the whole thing into the, that same idea. And two jacks, that's where it came from. Fit yeah. right in. Yeah. Yeah, you would um, you would not expect you would not expect that at two jacks. No, you no I sure I, didn't. Definitely and wouldn't. there it was. I, Mike, I let me ask you thought, a question. Um okay, where yeah. was Marta? Is it uh is it in the actual places of meat packing where they did the meat packing? Yeah, I mean, it's in that neighborhood. It's it's actually in one of the hotels. There's apparently... Standard? I, I, my, wife, my wife knows a lot more about New York than I do, okay? I've only been up there twice. She actually lived up there six years when she was going to college. Uh-huh. But apparently, it wasn't in the standard? 
I don't know for sure that, but I, I can tell you, if you know the area at all, there's apparently yeah. a private park called Madison Park, mm-hmm. and it, it's for the people that live in that area. This is a pretty upscale area, and yes. I don't even think it's open to the public. Well, it's within a couple blocks of this Madison Park, okay. and I did know I knew the name of the hotel at the time, but I it, I didn't retain it. Uh-huh. But it it was really good. Uh, they they treated us surprisingly good. I mean, I, I I don't even know how it happened. To be perfectly honest with you, they didn't have the original bottle of champagne that I requested, and they offered me an alternative, which I accepted. And before I knew it, the uh, the front of house person was over asking us, you know, how everything was, and brought us uh, complimentary tiramisu. And then brought us out a dessert wine complimentary, and it was just much more than I ever expected. You know, they just treated us incredibly well. But before I go, I got one more thing to If Tom had gone to meatpacking, he would have gone to the Homestead Steakhouse. Well, you know, I don't really want to go to New York and eat steak. We got enough good steakhouses down here, you know. But let me, there's two more quick things I want to tell you, because I know y'all are going to have to go to a break. We went to a neo-Korean restaurant called, of all things, Attaboy. <laughs> and it, it's in the Nomad District, okay? And I had read about this place before we left, and I, I just I thought this is either going to be incredible or it's going to be a bust. One of the uh-huh. two. It, there's going to be no middle ground. It was absolutely fantastic. Again, a prefix thing where you've got three courses, but the courses were meant to be shared and actually, it was like getting six courses because you got to share everything, you know, with each other, and you got uh-huh. a taste of six different things. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those places that's real hot up there right now. I was yeah. surprised we even got a reservation, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. But it was really, really good. It's not Korean as anything you've ever known as Korean. I mean, they put kimchi on a table, but that was about as much yeah. as I could really identify with Korean. But uh-huh. the final thing I want to tell you about, I don't know, we were watching Sunday morning on CBS about a month ago, and they did a feature story on this guy, Eyal Shanai. He's an Israeli uh, restaurateur. Uh-huh. He's got restaurants all over the world, Tel Aviv, Paris. Well, he's got three restaurants in New York. And his upscale restaurant is called Ha Salon. Mm-hmm. We didn't make it there. We couldn't get it. He's only open there three days a week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> and the restaurant transitions from a conventional restaurant for the early seating to a wild dance party at night. <laughs> I mean, they're dancing on a bar and everything, okay? Uh-huh. So, so my wife tried to get a reservation for this because she's been a dancer all her life, but we couldn't get in. Well, he has, he has a place called Miznon, M-I-Z-N-O-N. He actually has two of them. One's in the Chelsea Market, and the other was in the, uh, I think, the Hudson Yard area. And we went to both of them. The first one, we had heard about this this hamburger served in a pita. And it sounded gimmicky, and we went to the first restaurant that was uptown, and she was disappointed that the hamburger wasn't available. But it was really good. They had a great meal there. And then we got to the Chelsea Market location, which was the Israeli street food. And it was probably one of the best damn hamburgers I've ever had in my life. I mean, it was just incredible how good it was. He had some kind of special sauce on it or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But what they do over there is they take the patty and they they flatten it really, really, really flat. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they put the, the grilled onions in the middle and then they fold it over. Mm-hmm. And that's what they put into the pita. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they put the dressings on, on top of it. But it was it was really good. I, I, this guy is really hot right now, this Iyal Shanai. And uh, as gimmicky as the food is sounded, it, it turned out to be worth every penny and worth the experience. It was not gimmicky in, in application, you know. So it was a really good trip. We were very lucky. We had good weather. It was raining, storming when we came home yesterday. But other, you know, the five days we were up there, the weather was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, she loves going up there. And you know what they say, you know, happy wife, happy life, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that one I do know. Where did you stay? What neighborhood? Bum, bum, we bum, stayed bum, bum, on, on 55th and 7th at a place okay. called the Blakely. Okay. The Blakely. Okay. okay, talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Talk to you. Bye. It's the Food Bye. Show. I'm Tom Morris. It's great to be here talking about all of these things. Boy, we can fit in some uh, talk in a little bit of while. Uh, 260-6368. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Morris. Here we are talking about food. Of course we are. That's all we ever talk about here. Uh, here. So uh, you're more than welcome to join us. And we'd love to hear from you. Ginny would like to join us. Ginny would like let's, to join us? Let's go to Ginny. Hello. Ginny. How are y'all doing? Oh, well, Jenny. Hi. Jenny. It's me. Oh. <laughs> it's her. How are y'all doing? We're doing well, good. How are you? We're just rolling right along and everything is terrific so far. I miss so you far. on the show uh, Friday, but I love our kooky oyster broad. She's so much fun. <laughs> uh-huh. I uh, think that's yeah. uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> You're always talking about a web camera, and I really wish we would have had a web camera when they opened uh, the second hour and did that song intro. That was the mm-hmm. greatest intro of your food show that I think ever has happened. So I really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad somebody got it. Yeah, y'all were great. Um, anyway, um, I'm trying to read my list, but I'm also driving, so I'm going to do this as careful as possible. Please, um, I yeah. want to tell you, um, I got the Ella Brennan book, and oh my goodness, it is the best book I have ever read. Um, I'm trying to save it for my plane trip so I can have something to read, but I also don't want it to, uh, I, d- I don't want it to end. It's great. Um, oh, gosh. So thank, thank you so you much, much for that recommendation. I it's, really it's appreciate really good. that. Um, and I know you're a French fry girl. I love French fries too. I'm a French fry girl. I am not a French fry girl. <laughs> I met your I met your You're a wife. French fry girl, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I went to Flambeau um Wednesday when we had that beautiful weather. I was in mm-hmm. the city. Um have you tried that? Flambeau? Flambeau? Yeah. On uh, I don't on know it. Where is that? No, no me neither. Um, it's uh, on the corner of Decatur, and I forget the uh, other street it's on the corner of. But they had really good fries. I, my friend was hungry, and I was just like, oh, I'll get a snack. Well, they have, like, all kinds of different, like, cheese fries you could order. Um, and they were really, really, really good. I I love French fries. So I was really impressed. And I was like, I know you like – I'm sorry? I'm going to put this one down. Yeah, try it for sure. And they have a cool little location. It was fun. Um, they also have really good, like, drink recommendations. Um, it was too early in the day for me. So I want to go back and, and try a drink. Um, 
And then I'm trying to look at my list. Oh, your caller the other day that just got back from Chicago. Um, was that the gentleman from Parkway Bakery? Was that him? Yeah, I get sure all was. my days mixed up. Because um, yeah, I listen to y'all uh, either. He's terrific. He's, he's one of yeah. the very best people on our show. Yes, I enjoyed that show. And I can definitely vouch that Erie Cafe that he said he went to um, is super good because uh, I have a friend who lives in Chicago, and I've been up there the last few years, and they have an awesome outdoor seating place where you can just overlook the river. Um, uh-huh. And they have this blue cheese ravioli um, as an appetizer that is so good. So, so good. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're up that way. Yeah, that okay. does sound good. Blue cheese ravioli. Wow. Blue that cheese great. ravioli. That's that's something different. Yeah. Spell flambeau for me. Um, F-L-A-M-B-O. Oh, okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. it's right um, if you're at the French market, and you know, I don't know if you've been there recently, but it's where the pumpkin sign is as you're entering the French market. If you take a left, like you're going, whatever street that is right there, I can't think of it. Um, but it's right on the corner of Decatur, right in that little, right there. But it's, it's super good, cool place to eat. Um, I also read your newsletter about the new Greek place, and I'm super excited Me about too. that. That sounds, I love Greek food. Yeah. I actually looked them up on Instagram after I read your uh, newsletter, and their entrees look super, super good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to try that. Me too. Yeah. I really want to, you know, I'm not an adventuresome eater, but I kind of want to go to the Monday night thing just to, just to go. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Once y'all try it, I'll give it a try. <laughs> That's yeah. what I usually wait for y'all to try That's it. One day like, to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. no, no. You, go, you can go too and, and tell us because, uh, you know, I, I will probably like I was thinking about going tonight but I'm not but I, I was thinking about it but we'll be I'll be in there soon Tom probably won't but I will too soon for him huh <laughs> yeah yeah um also Mr. Gregory called the other day and he was talking about champagne and yes. y'all were talking about doing a show that sounds like such a cool show I would love for y'all to do that because yeah. um, I love champagne, but I don't know enough about it. And yes. his knowledge on it, I was like, wow. Yes. that yes. is." I wanted to take notes on it. I was like, man, you're good. <laughs> yeah, Gregory is going to, uh, Gregory's going to be, we're, we're going to keep Gregory busy this holiday season. Bet on, awesome. you can you can bank yeah. on that, okay? Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah. um, I totally I'm agree. Gonna... I want to I hear more about champagne, too. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to, because he really knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And I know he, from what I'm assuming, he works at Aquistapace. That's what I've gathered. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. I love Aquistapace. They uh, opened the place um, in Slidell um, mm-hmm. called the Wine, it's called like Liquor Warehouse or something uh-huh. at the end of Fall. Yeah. Super good prices. I try to pop in there every once in a while, because I live on the coast, and I mean, Liquor prices out there. Yes. Well, Aquista Pace actually has the best prices on wine and spirits and beer in six states. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And I I love every – I'd rather go over there and get cheese and stuff just because it's fun. Just the experience of the store is great. 
Yeah. Um, also, let's see, Rum House, um, I was over there recently. I love that place, and I don't hear enough about it. I feel like, I don't know, I just... I love tell me, house. Tell me, tell me where exactly <laughs> this is. I'm going to say something about Rum House. I don't love that place. I may be the only person who does not love that place. Where is this? And I can't believe oh, that they they don't really need anyone else to talk about it any more than they are because uh, enough people already go to Rum House that if more people were talking about it, nobody would be able to get in there. Rum House Tom is right by, um, you know, where Ignatius used uh-huh. to be? Yeah, right across the street on the corner. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Yes. It's the place that is always packed. Tacos. What? I had their scallop tacos the other day, and it was mm-hmm. really good. I was, yeah. I, I love scallops, and I thought, what a cool thing to do, scallop and tacos. Um, you know what, you know anyway, what fascinates yeah. me most about the Rum House? The Rum House is... Uh, helmed by two people who had absolutely no experience in the restaurant business at all. It was an older woman and her niece. And that place is a phenom. So when a person has no experience at all and hits a home run like that, I'm always fascinated. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed the times I went. Um, I was just wondering what y'all thought about it. Um, also, let's see. Okay, so I know you're a big fan of spinach dip. Um, mm-hmm. I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and they mm-hmm. have, like, a pre-made spinach dip, and mm-hmm. I tried it. Don't get it. It's nasty. <laughs> it's very watery. I was super disappointed. <laughs> Um, so don't waste your time. And I'm sure like I would, would never, never do, do a prepackaged <laughs> spinach dip because the one that I do is so good and so easy that, that I would that never do it. That is a fact. That is true. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I, I've I get a lot of requests for it. Yeah. Well, isn't the, your, I think one of your cookbooks has your, um, your recipe in it. Um, the, the, y'all spinach dip in the in the cookbook and so i well, haven't you know what? It the over. spinach dip tom tom will sometimes take a recipe of mine and uh-huh. and recreate it without <laughs> consulting me and then i read it and i go what wait 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 this is going to give this a bad reputation so the spinach oh, no. dip the spinach dip recipe that tom did in on the website uh, uh-huh. calls for fresh spinach because that's the kind of thing that Tom would do. But the recipe that I do is is strictly frozen spinach. And I cut the frozen spinach into cubes so that it's not too much too stringy spinach. And so I need to go back through some of the recipes that Tom has put in the newsletter that are, quote, mine, and make sure that they're actually mine. Because uh, I have given the recipe for the spinach dip uh, a few weeks ago for a Saints game. Okay. And that's the real spinach dip. That's the real one. Okay. I'll have to compare it to the one that's in uh, his his cookbook and see see what changes have been made. Uh, well, it's the one that uh, there was a football player who uh, yeah, Steve Stonebreaker. Steve Stonebreaker 
Yeah. And uh, that's where they come from. Well, because he gave them to me and I said, everybody's looking for this. Yeah. And I put it out there and that's how it got. There. Yeah. But you you, I think, put fresh spinach and nobody uses fresh spinach. For I don't spindle. remember one way or the other. Yeah, because you don't like it. So don't worry about it. it's OK. It's, it's uh, the job done. OK. Yeah. Um, I was just going to also mention um, Cure. Have you all been to Cure NOLA or Cure? Um now, Jenny, well, you met us at Middendorf's, right? I did, yes, ma'am. Okay, do we seem like the kind of people that would go to Cure? <laughs> I I mean, y'all are, <laughs> I don't know. I could see, like, you're always talking about places you go with your daughter. So I'm like, I could see maybe y'all two going My daughter there. I don't wouldn't know. even go to a place like Cure. It's much too hip for her, too. But, no, tell us about <laughs> Cure. Because, I, 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 you know, if I'm not going to go, I like to hear about it. I thought it was a fun place to go just for a happy hour and get a drink. Um, my sister lives in Thibodeau, and we live on the coast, as you know. So a lot of times we'll meet in New Orleans, um, go out to dinner. Um, so recently uh, we've been meeting a little bit earlier, go, going to get a drink somewhere, and then going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we went to Cure, and I thought it was, I don't know, it was a cool little place. Um, I'm into like making specialty cocktails. Like I like you are. I enjoy doing that. So Uh I, I, I have you been to Claret? I have not. I have not. I'll put it on my list though. Have you been to Bar Marilou? Uh, yes, I have. I have. Where, where, where is that? What street is that on? Bar Marilou is the new hotel, I think it's called Maison de la Luz, uh, which is across Lafayette from Ace Hotel. It's a member of the Ace Hotel group. It's their new, it's their new brand. And, um, and, uh, Bar Marilou is the bar there. And, um, it's, you know, it's definitely one of those hip young people bars. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, I also, I was on my way to work this morning. I was listening to an old podcast of y'all's, and um, y'all were talking about if you go into a restaurant and it might be, like, a little bit dirty or it just, you know, sends yeah. you the wrong vibe. Right. Um, so I had that happen. I was visiting my friend in Illinois, and we took a day trip to Wisconsin, and we walk into this restaurant, and we're going to eat lunch. And it was just nasty. Um, so we were trying to think, like, how we can get out of this but not look like crazy people. So I had my friend go up to the hostess and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We came to the wrong restaurant. We're meeting our parents, and we came to the wrong restaurant. And she's like, okay and like just looked at us like okay why have you been here for 10 minutes (laughs) at each other um so that's an idea if if you're if you can just say hey we went to the wrong restaurant Uh that's a good idea Um, but you see to me when that happens it's something that happens instantaneously how are our sponsors yeah, we have, one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have one before the top of the hour. One before uh, the Jenny, top of the I hour. Jenny, I think you're about to get dumped. So um, okay. I think I think that that's something that, to me, I register immediately, so I wouldn't even sit down. 
Um, so, you know, I, I think that's a funny situation. And, and you yeah. know what I think? I think really you're in a place like you're in Wisconsin. You may mm-hmm. never go back to Wisconsin. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like you really need to go into a detailed explanation, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I, and I certainly it. you definitely don't need to stay and eat there and pay money for something that you're grossed out about, you know? Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. You don't owe anyone anything. Well, thank you. It's yeah. been great having you Bye, here. Bye, Jenny. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll talk to you Bye. again, I hope. It's the Food Show. Our program is sponsored by New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Am I correct about that? You are. Oh, good. Uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Uh, let's talk about the seafood for a minute here. It's something very simple. If you if you like fried seafood, and just about everybody in New Orleans does, when you go out to eat, uh, oftentimes you find that there is some seafood that just has a certain lunky kind of a not-quite-right uh, batch of food, seafood. And I looked into this, and it turns out I started thinking about all the other restaurants that really do a great job with it. And I realized what they were doing, and that is to use nice hot oil in very, very fresh oil that they have just replaced probably every 15, 20 minutes. That's what you're going to find when you go to New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. I think you will agree that it is really at a different level from most of the ones you've uh, seen anywhere else. They have 10 locations around town. They also are serving oysters, grilled oysters on the half shell. Mm, Looking for that. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, uh, 10 locations around town. They'd love to have you as be one of of them or something like that. Thank (laughs) you. To be one of the locations. Okay. And now, please. Oh, what, yes. I, we don't. We don't have a break. We don't have a we break. Don't do have we don't have a die? break. No, no. Well, sometimes we do. Okay. No, only when Ron's there. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Gee, we're a, <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit here and giggle now. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would have a like a two minute call, give us a call, please. Perfect. Otherwise, I'm going to finish the almanac because it's been a busy show. And uh, I haven't had a chance to go through all of it. Although it's really kind of a, it's kind of a lame almanac today, I have to say, Tom. You know what? On Friday, <laughs> on Friday, it's really nice to hear this like constantly. <laughs> on Friday, no, that's not true. I do, I do occasionally compliment you, Tom. On Friday, uh, I was very disappointed that I wasn't in this chair because Friday. On the in the almanac, it was National Greasy Foods Day. That's right, it was. And I thought about that, and I thought how much I I, I thought about my fish and chips thing, because yeah. it's a thing. It's not even real. It's like some sort of disorder I have about fish and Congratulations. chips. Congratulations. Because because I really really think I love fish and chips. But every time I get until you eat them, yeah. Every time I get until, fish and chips, I say I don't, I don't really like this. Although they're, it's not, it's not completely true. I mean, really, what's the difference between fish and chips and fried fish? Chips and chips. No, and fried fish and French fries. And in the case of fish and chips, it's a tempura batter usually, right? Is fish and chips a tempura yeah, that's, batter? That's okay. what I See, like, I'm not like a, I'm not a tempura batter kind of person. I also find that tempura, it it sort of 
keeps grease in. Do you find that too? Grief in? I find that tempura batters or the fried tempura tends to retain grease more than any other kind of fried food. Would you you say that's true? Yeah, probably so. So when I get fish and chips, almost universally, I think this is so greasy. And, and I don't, I don't, mind it because I have my fish and chips disorder and so I think it's good anyway just because it's fish and chips. Does anyone else have a fish and chips disorder? Because that's what I've decided it is. I continue to get fish and chips even though every time I get it I think this is greasy. But that's what I think of when I, <laughs> that's what I think yeah. of when I think of greasy foods. It's always immediately fish and chips. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I was disappointed that I didn't get to comment about national no fish and chips, uh, not fish and chips, but There'll national be another time. national greasy foods day. Anyway, two six zero. It's it's pointless to say two six zero because there's not enough time to talk to anybody. But we will be back tomorrow with uh, with another yep. installment of the food show, and we will be in the studio tomorrow. Will we? Boy, that's unusual. Yes, we have a guest tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, we and you know who see. it is? Uh, the mayor of. No, uh, it is Iowa. it is Nick Hargrove, who is the general manager of the True Food Kitchen. That is uh, part of that whole revolutionizing yeah, of, yeah. of food I, in New Orleans. I gave him the uh, business card to go do that for us. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, he's going to be on tomorrow. tomorrow from 4 to 5. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.